I am so excited to announce that I have partnered with Magimix for season nine of the Crazy Sexy Food podcast. Magimix is a family-owned business that has the amazing reputation as makers of quality kitchen appliances that are adored by chefs and home cooks alike. I remember growing up and always seeing my mum's beloved Magimix on her countertop and the utter ease of how she used it. With their 30-year motor guarantee, these machines have always been built to last. They continue to be relevant as ever in the busy kitchen and make fantastic food processes that make your food go further and reduce food wastage. They are a godsend when it comes to batch cooking and using up leftovers. I use my Magimix every day. If you're ready to step into the world of Magimix with a new food processor, blender, ice cream maker, or any other bit of kit, then simply pop over to their website and use my exclusive code at checkout for a 15% discount. The code is MMCSF9. Don't forget to download the Magimix app, which is full of recipes, tips, and tricks. Make it with Magimix. Hi, and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm Hannah Harley-Young. This show is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, food experts, chefs, and people who, well, just love their food to find out all about their life, career, and their favorite tastes along the way. It gives me a huge pleasure to welcome Zach Abel to the podcast. The London-born singer-songwriter has been writing music since he was 14 years old and over the past decade or so has collaborated with some of the biggest DJs and producers in the house and dance music industry. He was once a table tennis champion, has performed for King Charles, has a brand new single out and an album on the way. Oh, and he's going on tour this year. He's been a busy man, but he's here at the kitchen table and I'm about to get all the gossip on the aforementioned endeavours as well as his life in food. Zach, welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. That was a lovely introduction. (laughs) Thank you. You have been very busy. I have been. Are you, yes. are you are you still like with us? <laughs> yes, just, just about, about. Just about, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got I've kind of got to ask you straight away. You've come off the stage literally a few weeks ago from performing at probably the biggest concert of the year um aside from <clears throat> Beyoncé. Um <clears throat> but it was the King's Coronation concert. I need to know everything. Yeah. Start um, from the beginning. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sat on my sofa at home watching Desperate Housewives and I get this call from my management saying, don't get your hopes up, but there's a chance. Um, Freya Ridings uh, has got acute bronchitis and she's not going to be able to sing at the King's Coronation concert. Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try not to get my hopes up. Um, and so I kind of went about my business. I, I, was in t- I went into town. I needed to find... Um, a suit um so I was like suit shopping and then I get a call saying you've got it you're gonna be performing um on Sunday this was on like the Thursday when, oh, wow when I found okay out. um so I was like okay cool so that's amazing um and I uh so they send me this backing track of like the what key the song is in and obviously it's it's a key that's meant for Freya mm. so it's super high Right, um, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A female. Yeah, um, an amazing singer. And an as amazing well. singer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, right, that's too high. Um, so let me. How can I change the key? Like, what key should it be in? So I was like, right next to the Steinway piano shop, 
So I run into the piano shop and there's loads of customers like around, but I had to figure out what key it was in because there was a chance they were going to need me for rehearsals the same day. And um, so I'm just, I'm there playing piano, like singing my heart out, like trying to figure out what the correct key is while there's like loads of customers in the shop. In the shop. I love that. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, it's, it's, it's F sharp major. The song's in F sharp major. So then I call the, the musical director and I'm like, can we do it in F sharp major? He's like, yes, we can. And basically because I let them know so quickly, it meant they had just about enough time to um, score it up and change the key because there's a whole orchestra. Mm, they have to know mm, what they're playing. Mm. So he quickly changes the key. He's like, all right, cool. Come down to Windsor uh, like now um, oh, wow. <laughs> for okay, rehearsals. So had to go get down there. Okay. Um, and I think if I hadn't have changed the key then I wouldn't have had a rehearsal yeah so I was really pleased with myself that I like managed to change the key in time Incredible. anyway I then go to Windsor do like my first rehearsal of it and it went it went okay mm -hmm. I'd also never heard the song before mm. so I was like just frantically trying to learn the tune um then the next day try to find an outfit that was like worthy of a royal audience Absolutely. which also fit me in my like t-rex arms <laughs> i learned this about myself recently i've got really short arms for, oh, okay. so nothing on like off the rack fits oh me. so you've got to get it all tailored yeah which is bloody expensive that is really so time annoying consuming. i'm so yeah. sorry no, for no, your it's, arms it's me too <laughs> I'm, I, I blame my parents it's their fault anyway yeah bloody found genetic. a place found a place sorry not a place uh, an outfit um and um yeah, and then got it tailored on the Saturday and then Sunday to the performance. And I mean, what what were those moments like just before you're going on stage, knowing that not just that you're performing to the royal family, to the new king, but also actually to like a world stage? I mean, I, I was watching it on TV. I mean, everyone was tuning in. It was pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I quite like pressure. Okay. Um, I quite like the idea of there's a chance that I'm I'm not going to do well here and kind of proving myself, you mm. know, and proving other people wrong. Because um, I, I think there were there was this expectation that ah oh, this guy doesn't really know it. He's a last minute stand in, which made me want to just smash it. Um, and also, I kind of was thinking, let me just give myself the best chance. So I was listening to it all day for like those three days, um, making sure I got enough sleep so that I'd, um, so that I'd remember it. Yeah, yeah. That's super important. Yeah, trying of course. To learn yeah. Things. Um, and yeah, it was, um, honestly, I can, I can just say I did my best and luckily like I remembered the words and yeah, I remember on stage I was just super present and Well, focused. it was a very beautiful performance and I was really, Thank blown you. away by it so congratulations thank you did you get to meet king charles i didn't get to meet king charles but i got to meet uh prince william oh um, very who nice was, who's lovely he's very tall he is very tall a lot taller than i expected yeah he is a tall guy when i've been dreaming of him i never <laughs> dreamed about him being that tall but <laughs> but in real life How often was, do you dream about him i mean most nights yeah <laughs> me um, too actually yeah, yeah. i mean it's just it's a thing i don't but know <laughs> he was lovely very good handshake oh you know, good he'd nice firm that. handshake yeah, nice yeah. Firm, firm he's handshake. probably had a lot of practice on yeah that. yeah and, and um he was super like charming and kind and then I, I realized like after the conversation had finished i was like 
what did we actually talk about? I, I can't remember. I don't know. Like, I think at one point we genuinely discussed the weather. Okay. But it felt so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'd, obviously he's very good at meeting people yeah. and having professional small small mm, talk. Mm, mm. And um, They're kind of trained in it, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. he's bloody good at yeah, it. Like yeah. he knows what he's doing because yeah. I felt so special when he was chatting That's to me. so cool. I mean, what, I mean, talk about putting that on your CV. Do you know what I mean? It's like incredible. Your parent, your mum must have been very, very proud of you. Mm. I always ask my guests, mm. what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had a, a breakfast smoothie. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. It was uh, banana, oats, Athletic greens and protein powder. Ooh, are, are you trying to I'm trying to bulk up a little bit at the I'm moment? Trying or? to just like get in shape. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what in shape means. Okay. But are you it, are you are you, get, are you in the gym? Are you sort of on yeah. your on your yeah. thing? Okay. I, I'm uh I'm in the gym. I'm uh I'm also I've changed my diet, so I'm on this fresh fitness foods thing. Okay. Right now, because basically. I was just having delivery way too much. I'm very, very lazy when it comes to food. Okay. And um, I'm going to tell you off then. You are, this no, no, I, I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be shamed into action. Um, yeah, and and some on the fresh fitness foods and okay. working out. Cool. Good yeah. for you. Thanks. So we will sort of get to some of your lazy uh, food uh, relationship <laughs> in a bit, but I sort of want to take it back. You were born and raised in North London. Yeah. I want to know what life is like growing up. Who was cooking? Who was at the kitchen table? Just sort of paint the whole picture. Okay, so I grew up just me and my mum and she was doing the cooking. I was doing the eating. <laughs> and she was doing the eating as well, just to okay. clarify. And sort of uh, talk to me about the dishes that were on the table. Sort of, you know, what can you remember? So my mum, she, she, she's got MS, right? And one of the ways that she uh, has been coping with that has been eating very, very healthy. Mm. Um, and so it's really important for her to have like organic food and, you know, veg and, um, back then I was eating, you know, everything I was eating meat, I was eating fish, eggs, all that. Um, so there was a, I was very, very lucky in that I grew up eating organic, you know, a very diet, um, with lots of vegetables and good quality Mm, produce and what what, could you if you could like think of like your favorite dish when you were a kid that you were really excited to kind of get home to after school like what would you what would you say it was growing up I loved lamb chops okay and steak (laughs) nice yeah and the irony here (laughs) is that you are actually vegan I'm vegan you're vegan okay and you've been vegan for how long uh six years okay why um ethical uh, okay. reasons yeah what I, was what was the turning point so a friend of mine went vegan and was annoying the hell out of me and the rest of our friendship group because he was like debating it all the time and saying like there's there's no moral justification for um eating animals anymore or using animal products mm. and um i was always the one arguing against him being like no it's fine blah blah, blah. and it just got to the point where i couldn't win in an argument against him anymore and I was like either either I'm bad at debating or maybe I'm wrong about this thing and uh I decided it was the latter and so oh, yeah wow. so I, I was just like okay yeah I, I can't I can't think of a good ethical justification for eating animal products anymore so I mean I always like wonder when someone decide when, when someone has sort of come from 
like a life where they've sort of just eaten everything, hadn't really thought about it, you know, because yeah. I, I feel like it hasn't been in, for the, until the past sort of 15 or so years have we been actually been thinking about how more so about yeah. what we're putting into our bodies. Yeah. But how do you suddenly go from meat, fish, dairy, everything? To, did, did it, Was it like cold turkey or did you very slowly so phase things that. out? Um, I slowly phase things out. Right. Um, and also for an entire year, I'd convinced, I was convinced that um, veganism was like a good path for me, but I still ate meat. Like, but, like there was okay. this, there was an entire year of cognitive dissonance. Right. Um, where I thought one thing, but just did another thing. For me, it started with breakfast. So instead of having milk in my porridge, I'd have like rice milk or oat milk. And um, then from there, instead of like cooking a big kind of um, stir fry with chicken in it, it would be tofu. And that was, yeah. And it just slowly went that way. In London, it's a lot easier, Um, especially like, because oftentimes I'll be in the studio till really late Mm. and my dinner will be ordering food while I'm at the studio. Um, And so in London, there's great vegan options Mm. that you can... I mean, I just think in general, there's such, I mean, vegan, plant-based, whatever, you know, it is we are catered for so good the so well these days yeah Um, i remember going to new york to visit a friend in like 15 years ago and she was vegan Mm. and i just i would look at her and just think do you like hug trees and wear like Birkenstocks and like, you know, sort of like don't wash your hair type thing. Right, right, right. Um, even though she was actually a really glamorous person. So I don't have no idea why I just said that, but you know, the food that she was eating, it was still really difficult. And I, mm. America's always been ahead of us when it's come to like vegan and plant-based okay. food, uh, particularly LA, but just the, there were certain things she was eating and I just had never even heard of things like tempeh. Yeah. You know, I was like, what is this? I'd yeah. heard of tofu, but yeah. I think it's amazing. I mean, listen, I'm not vegan, but I I very much um, appreciate that that lifestyle. I mm. appreciate the plant based lifestyle, um, and I and I totally do see the benefits. Mm. So good for you. Thanks. Do you ever have moments where you're kind of like, I really fancy mum's lamb chops? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not stuff like that. I think what where I I would call myself a consumer choice vegan. So for example. Um, I, I never buy anything that's not vegan. Um, however, I'm also, I try to be practical about it. So for example, if I'm in a restaurant with someone and they've ordered something with cheese in it, right. And I've finished my food, they finished their food and they've left loads of it on the plate and say, I'm still hungry. I think it's more ethical to finish off their food than for it to go in the bin. I like that. Even so, though I'm completely so, would against- you so you would eat a bit of the cheese, yeah, or would you just sort of push the cheese to the side, or as in I would, I would, as in if it's like all mixed in, I okay, probably fine. still okay. because I'm like, okay, what's the pra- it, it would it takes more kind of energy and land to produce, you know, whatever product mm, it is, mm. it's more ethical if something's going in the bin. Mm to to eat that yeah for yeah, me yeah. for me it's i don't really care about labels i don't care about you know being called a vegan that's not yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. for me it's about okay what's something that i can do to reduce suffering and so yeah that fits in with that in the same way i've uh before i was vegan someone got me a leather wallet right 
there's no point in me throwing that leather wallet yeah. away okay. to buy a new yeah, vegan yeah, leather wallet. Yeah. Uh, sorry, like vegan yeah, yeah, wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just out of principle. Like, okay. I, I, I don't really care about it. It's just like, okay, what actually um, impacts the world in a good way? And so... Yeah, that, okay. I like this. My... This is a new one. A <laughs> consumer-based vegan—is that what you called it? Consumer... Uh, a consumer choice vegan. Okay, I'm yeah. going to use that one. Um, your father passed away when you were quite young. I'm very yeah. sorry to to hear that. Sorry. He was born in Morocco. Yeah. Moved to Israel. Yes. Was there any influence of that in the house? Um, in the like, house, sort of like you know, in terms of the food, like, did your mum ever cook any sort of Israeli-inspired dishes, or <laughs> maybe she tried? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, mum. Um, yeah, no, as, as in, like, I suppose the Mediterranean yeah. diet, like, there's def that's definitely influenced that yeah. in some way. But my mum and dad were never really together. Okay, so my dad lived in Israel my entire okay. life. Um, but apparently he was a very, very good cook. Oh, um, he actually had a restaurant at, at one point in his life. In Israel? In, in Israel, yeah. Um, he was a very good fish chef. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And apparently he was a, an amazing fisherman as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, the plot thickens. The plot thickens, <laughs> yeah. So I sort of want to fast forward to sort of present day. Uh, you said that you are lazy, with your food yes among do, other so things so do you cook much at home no why because um i really really don't like cleaning in between <laughs> there you, you see see these bits right yeah okay there's a few little crumbs there don't, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. look too far into but, it but you're <laughs> but you're really like professional at this right okay and even you leave crumbs there. yeah okay imagine let's not talk about crumbs <laughs> zach imagine so i i like i like cooking i actually do enjoy like getting it right okay right and the flavors yeah i've got a really good nose for for flavors okay right? um like i don't know if i've ever spoken about this but yeah like in the playground, if there was a jumper on the floor, I could smell it and be like, yeah, that's Jamie's. Oh, I've got a really sensitive wow. nose. So that helps. That's with, amazing. With so, okay. What did you think when you walked into this house? I was like, these guys, <laughs> they're up to something. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. You're so, but so, okay. So you basically so just I like, don't, you don't I like the cleaning. It. I hate cleaning. Okay. It, right? And then I kind of. I've got quite an analytical brain in, in, in a lot of ways. So I was like, okay, how much does it cost to go to the shop in terms of time, spend the money in terms of ingredients, and then, you know, cook the food. Sorry, cook the food. You have to pay for gas or electricity, yeah. right? Um, and then the time it takes and the effort to actually clean it. And bear in mind, like, say I'm cooking like a Thai dish, mm -hmm. there'll be people who are better at me than uh, cooking mm -hmm. the Thai dish, right? Because they've done it for way longer and mm -hmm. they're much better than I am. And then I have to clean it all up. And then I have to wait for it to dry. And then I have to put it away in the correct, you know, cupboard. Okay. Maybe all of that costs, I don't know, six, seven pounds in terms of the actual, yeah. like, if yeah. I was to cook it, yeah. that's just in money, yeah. let alone time. Yeah. And then to actually order something is maybe eleven pounds. Okay, so it's I like, see okay, where you're going with this. For five, the, for five pounds difference, I could just get someone else to do it. <laughs> and hmm. 
Mm. And and so so that that's kind of been my mentality for for years. Um, and so yeah, I haven't I haven't really cooked in, in a long really long time. okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say that I understand what you're <laughs> trying to get at. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I fully agree. No. with the concept, mm-hmm. but. What I will say is that if you have an amazing nose for flavors, yeah. you must be an incredible cook. Because I think actually, obviously, it's all about tasting, but it's also about smelling and seeing and kind of... Yes. So if I was going to come over for dinner, what would you cook me? What would be like your speciality? You into sticks and sushi? Wow. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no. No, <laughs> no the, reason, the to... reason why you said that is very funny because it's it's a place very close to my heart. Okay, yeah. Because it was the place that I it's went sick. to on the first date with my now husband. Ah. Yeah. Like, okay. okay, so, so what if are you I was going to cook, cook for me? Okay. So one thing I really like is a massive stir fry. So, mm. you know, start with some onions, chop them up, chop up the garlic, put it in, and then... Sweet potato. I don't know. How many people are you cooking for? Uh, I don't know. Like there's four of us. It's four. Okay. Okay. So maybe put in three sweet potatoes. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, then loads of kale. Put some nice aubergine in there. Courgettes. And let that simmer for a little bit. Get some turmeric, cayenne pepper, salt. Okay. And we can have some, then, I mean, obviously we're going to have some tofu. Yeah, there's yep. some tofu okay. afterwards, yeah. All right. What we'll are we going to drink? Last. Um, some wine. Okay. You into wine? Yeah, like, I like do wine. wine. Yeah, I love, yeah. love a glass white, of wine. White, red. What's, I like what's... a bit of rosé. It's the summer. No, no, I didn't say rosé. I said white. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I gave you two options. It's my house. What are you no. going for? I didn't, I didn't buy any rosé. We're really looking forward to yeah. this, <laughs> Okay, we'll do... If we're doing a sofa... Actually, I wouldn't mind a glass of red. I'll red. do a glass okay. of red. All right, okay. Cool. Bloody hell. So that's you're what tough. We're... Okay. Look, if I'm cooking, all right. <laughs> get what you're given. All right? Can't wait. <laughs> so just stepping away a little bit from the food, because I mm. want to kind of talk about your, 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 your career. Before we get to the music career, I have to talk about your table tennis career that was within your teens. Mm-hmm. You were an English cadet national table tennis champion i was what is that and how do you become one okay so cadet just means under 15s okay um so i was between the ages of 11 to 16 i was ranked number one in england for my age group um how incredible zach thank you that's amazing like that's amazing well done appreciate it (laughs) how do you like how did it all start um so it started in gambia actually um wow yeah so i was six years old and my mum had a friend in gambia she was like we're gonna go visit my friend in gambia and on one of the days we went to this hotel i think and um or maybe in the hotel we were staying in there was this uh table tennis bit and this one of the guys who worked in the hotel made me a bat from scratch which is really impressive like when i think about it now and um so i started playing table tennis with him and I, I had loads of fun. I was there for like two hours and my mum couldn't get me away. Um, and then again, three years later, we were in Croatia and there was this kids club um, in like the hotel we yeah. were staying in. And um, I played against this guy who was like, I don't know, in his 20s or something. And I could beat all the kids. But then against him, 
it was more even. And I was like, man, I'm, I must be really good at table tennis. And then I get home and um, we, we used to live like next to a park. And um, I was rollerblading in the park at like, I don't know, six at night. And my mum was with me and she wanted to go home. I didn't want to go home. So I rollerblade away from her. <laughs> and I see this guy running to uh, a tree and back, um, like racing these two girls that he was with. And I was like, oh, can I join in? I was like, maybe nine at the time. He's like, yeah, all right. So I start racing this guy who's maybe in his, I think he's like 24 or something. And I'm like, so what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a table tennis coach. I'm like, oh, I'll be you at table tennis. I'm amazing at table tennis. And by this point, my mum had like caught up. And like, Zach, we need to go home. And, and he's like, you should come to this table tennis exhibition that I'm doing next week. So I go down to this exhibition and um, I realize I'm terrible at table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst and that really annoyed me I was like I want to get really good I thought I was amazing and now I've realized I'm whack at table tennis and so I started like going to this club and training and um yeah then within two years I I was like playing for England and that was that, that is was major thing. what yeah. an amazing story Thanks. so what what is the I mean I am terrible at table tennis thank I, you for admitting that because no, table like, tennis I'm is the really, one sport where everyone no, thinks they're amazing I'm, so I've, that's actually I'm unusual shockingly bad right. i'm practically win wimbledon level tennis player really no oh <laughs> Um, I it's, it's because I want to be a Wimbledon. I want to be a professional tennis player. That's what I would have loved. If I had right. to choose a sport, I would have been like the next, you know, sort of grand slam winner. Um, mm. But what if you could give me some tips on yeah. how to become a better table tennis player? What would you say? So like the top three are. Um get a good bat okay. so one which actually has friction on it mm. very important um if you can't spin you can't really play mm -hmm. um so get a good bat number mm. one number two is make sure you're holding the bat properly right do you know i wish i had a, i wish i'd got some bats actually because people don't actually hold i hold it like a tennis racket yeah you mustn't do that uh, As okay. in you hold it right at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just no, like, no, no. yeah, no. Don't have you, you have to hold it like, so you're... It's called shake hand. So you literally hold it as if you're shaking someone's hand. Okay, got you. And um, you have much more control that way. Right. And the third thing is, um, oh, this is a good one, your free arm. So most people play with one hand and then their other arm is just by their waist, or their mm. hip. And actually your other arm needs to be up as well for balance and okay. control. And so why did, why did it not go any further? So I was 15. Yeah, I was 15. I was living in France, um, playing for a club out there, um, kind of semi professionally. And, um, I was training about five hours a day, six days a week and essentially living the lifestyle of a professional table tennis player. And I realized as I was doing that, I can, I can kind of see where this is going to go. Like I was training in the same place that people, maybe top 50 in the world were training in. And I was kind of looking at their lifestyle and it was just very, very monotonous. Mm. Um, there wasn't a lot of variety and I kind of was falling in love. I, I started writing songs when I was 14 and there was that side of me, which 
was that there was something which was kind of yearning to get out and i started putting up these youtube covers of me singing um from like 14 to 15 and those videos were getting a lot of attention in the the northwest london uh you know 16 year old <laughs> community and um and then someone one of these 15 16 year olds they knew someone whose mum whose cousin was a music manager and then I was getting all these offers from managers being like hey we think you're great we, we want to manage you wow. and I was like wow I mean that's that's pretty cool um and so I was like hmm, maybe I should maybe I should follow this music thing because I, I all I wanted to do was write songs and listen to music that was that was my kind of safe space away from training and and French school I was literally like so that's what I was going to ask so then so how did school kind of play a part in sort of I guess right on the bridge of those two careers because you were obviously mm. I assume you'd you were in France yeah so you'd left the UK yeah you're training but then where does school fit in so I went so I was at a school called UCS um I know it well you, yeah um <laughs> which is a pretty good school yeah um I had a full bursary to go there, um, which was an amazing opportunity (laughs) looking back on it. Um, And so I was there for year seven and year eight. But all I wanted to do when I was there was table tennis. And my my coach had just got a job at a place called Harefield Academy, which was like a a new a new school. It was basically it turned a failed school into an academy. Um, which then focused on sporting excellence. So you had uh, kids who were in like the Olympic ice skating team and then all the Watford Football Club Academy players um, training there as well. And it was an amazing opportunity from a sports point of view. And I decided to go there and follow my table tennis coach. But because the level in education was so different between UCS and Harefield Academy, they put me up a year. So it meant that I did my GCSEs a year early. Wow. And it meant that I essentially had a gap year at 15. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went to France and okay. just trained my ass off. And does diet play any part in table in a table tennis career? Yeah, in the same way it would in any other sport, okay. maybe apart from chess. Um, <laughs> like chess. anything yeah. where you're, you're just burning so many calories and so what were you kind of advised to eat or you know what were you told to do we like all of our food in terms of like around training was sorted i was kind of staying in this in this like youth hostel um and there was me and maybe 10 other kids all staying in this it it was such a weird place where it was like i can't even describe it yeah just kind of youth hostel um Mm. and we would just have a load of carbs, load of meat, and then some veg. It was kind of like school dinners yeah. in the evening. For lunchtime, I was kind of left to my own devices. So it's, it's kind of weird thinking about it now. Like I was 15, basically out there on my own. Yeah. And just roaming the streets of Brittany like every day. You know, I went to the butchers. I went to the um, bakery. I think oftentimes the bread was just so good. I'd just have bread yeah. by itself. Yeah. That's, <laughs> for that's lunch. what you do in France. <laughs> Just and, get a baguette uh, and just yeah. like work your way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I learned a lot about myself and, and food as well, I guess. there. I think one of the best food experiences I ever had was um, 
next to a train station uh, in, I think it's Nantes, something like that. Uh, not, I can't, I don't know how you pronounce it. Nantes. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, just, I just said what you said, but with a French accent. I really believed you when Nantes. you said that. But Nantes. then, I, but then I, as I heard it back, I was like, Nantes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't sound good. That, yeah. I'm trying um, to just bring back my A-level French. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just this random brasserie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wee wee. Oh wee wee. Next to the train station, and yeah, they just had. I think I had a steak and chips, and it, and was, it was just the best. Just ever. amazing. Yeah, I think it was the best steak I've ever had. Really? Yeah, in this random restaurant, which wasn't like a fancy. I love, I think it was like I love 10 those euros. kinds of stories where it's just like it just the it's the most random situation, but it could be like the best meal that you'll think about for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I love that. So okay, now bringing it to the music. Um, mm. You sort of decide to park the table tennis career. Yeah. You obviously are getting a lot of traction amongst your peers and your friends, brothers, sisters, cousins, mum, who's yes. part of the music industry. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess turn this into what was what would, would become a full time career. Yeah. So I guess I mean, I, so actually just like hearing about even your time in France, it feels like you kind of grew up quite quickly yeah you know in that sense yeah definitely so I guess going into the music industry still in your teens Mm -hmm. did that still that felt quite sort of not that different to if you had been at home at school living with your mum the whole time I guess yes the the it was similar in that it's a very pressurized thing it's not a team sport music you're kind of on your Mm -hmm. own in, in 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 a way and um yeah, I I was used to. I was used to being quite self motivated and dealing with high pressure situations. Um, so in that respect, there's a lot of similarities. Um, also, I suppose resilience. Mm. Um, there's often times where you lose matches and you have to learn from it. And equally, there's you know there's been times where I've been on stage and just absolutely everything goes wrong. Yeah, and you just have to dust yourself off and try, try again. Try again, like the late Aaliyah once said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm fast forwarding a lot here, but over the past, what has it been like, nearly 14, 15 years since those songs were going on YouTube when you were 14? Yeah. Um, wow. You've collaborated like with some like really big names. We're not talking just like, you know, some like back-end DJ. We're talking like yeah. people like Gorgon City, uh, Kay Trinada, Don Diablo, Kaigo, Avicii. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are like world famous DJs, producers. What's it like being in the room with some of these people? I mean, it's 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 amazing. I think just just knowing that they have such a huge kind of plethora of artists they could be working with and they've chosen to work with you is a massive compliment. Mm. And yeah, I don't I don't take the opportunity lightly. Um do you ever get sort of nervous around any of, or like, you know, not nervous, but you know, I, there's certain people I think in my life who I've, you know, had the, the, the privilege of meeting and I'm always a bit like, I can't believe I'm like, you know, with this person or even people actually that have been on the podcast sometimes. It's amazing. Are you feeling but that right now? Is that, is it? I, I mean, I'm honestly, I, 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 I had a little cry earlier. Yeah, no, yeah, I had a yeah, cry yeah, earlier. I was yeah, like yeah. very like excited and yeah. nervous. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I sang at the coronation concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just so you know. I mean, you are Beyonce status now. I was. I, I didn't want to say it, but but you've said it. You that, are. You thank are. You. You've thank totally you. made it. I needed that. Thank you. But you have a new single out as right now, as we are recording, which is called Dance With You, The Comeback. Um, and it's co-written with Tom Mish. Tell yes. us about the track. 
I think it's wicked. Thank you. The video is amazing. You <laughs> dance in it. I love it. you got some serious moves. <laughs> kind of what inspired it? Um, the inspiration for this song was literally just us feeling so kind of pent up after the lockdown. You know, we weren't able to go out dancing and like just meeting people and shouting and getting sweaty in clubs. And I just wanted to write a song about that. Um, it's literally as simple as that. I wanted Love to that. write a song about I Just Want to Dance. With this tune, there was it was me, Tom, and a guy called Johnny Latimer, who um, is uh, a really amazingly talented writer. Um, I've written with him before we wrote a tune called These Are The Days, which is the first song I ever put out um, of my own. And I was jamming on, on piano. Tom was on the guitar. And so we just kind of jammed out some chords. Tom's just got this real amazing disco vibe about him um and very kind of soulful ways of playing things and so we started there and then kind of jammed out some melodies um i think the chorus came first the dun, 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 ba, dun, 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 it's dun, very dun, catchy dun, dun. it is quite catchy yeah, yeah. um yeah, annoyingly catchy. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like I, I'm most certainly not kind of in a place to be like a music critic or anything, but I feel like post-pandemic, you know, we sort of, not to talk about it, but, you know, we went through a really awful few years mm. and I feel like the music that's coming out now needs to be this kind of happy music, yeah. celebratory music, music that actually literally gets you up dancing yeah. because we didn't get to do that for so long. Yes. And I'm sort of like accepting all of this, the, the, these tracks with like open arms because yeah. this is what we need. Yeah, yeah. I, and that I, I, literally does what it says on the tin. Thank you. Yeah. So that, well that, done. That was that was that was the reason for making it. Exactly that. But so okay, so let's talk about these dance moves because you you know you you're a bit of a good dancer in this. I'm Is this a some... bit of a good <laughs> emphasis on a bit of a good dancer. I agree with you. Listen, I gave you Beyonce status. I'm not going to give you everything. <laughs> no, right? no, you can't. You can't. You can't. Um, no, you have some wicked dance moves. Oh, thank but you. you know, is that something that you've always loved doing? Like I, I um. Yeah, I've always loved dancing. I had a I had a I had a, a moment between maybe like twelve and seventeen, which was when um I was like maybe twelve and sixteen, which was when I was really into table tennis and I couldn't go to any parties because I was training on the weekends mm. where I just missed out on so much dancing stuff. And that kind of like messed with my confidence a little bit. And then after that, like maybe going clubbing up like when I was 17, 18, I kind of got it back a little bit. And then, um, but then all, always in music videos, my record labels always like, no, 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 there'll be no dancing. It's not cool. It's not cool to dance. <laughs> um, God, I think it's so cool <laughs> to dance. And I, yeah. And I always kind of went along with it because, you know, it's like, oh, the record label, yeah. I know what they're talking yeah. about. But then this time I was like, you know what? Nah, this tune is a dance tune. It's called Dance With You. Mm. Why would I not be dancing? Mm. And so I just wanted to dance. And I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely kind of uncomfortable at the start. I, I wasn't used to, because you imagine that the camera's there, but be behind the camera is 20 people. Or being like, oh my from gosh. The, from the labels. Being like, <laughs> and your management's there and like, and you can see all of these like oh, decisions that's so happening. Oh, so disconcerting. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, just focus on that. Yeah. 
you know, and just trying to like stay in the zone. That was quite challenging on the it's music It's so interesting video. because <laughs> people always think with like music videos, because yeah. I've been on a few music video sets in, in my past life. Um, nice. And I, I think people think that it's like a massive party and the music is blaring at like stadium levels. And it's really not like that at all. I've seen some music videos where actually the song isn't even being played and you're having to like act out whatever it is because then the music will just go on top. And it's just like, that's what I'm saying. It's so disconcerting when you're trying to like, especially if you're dancing and you're kind of trying to get your moves down. And like, it's just not, it's not like I think as party glamorous vibes that people think it is yeah so to pull it off is i think a really like great thing thank you so well, yeah there you go thanks. well done I'll, t- I'll take that. <laughs> another compliment thank you so you have a tour coming up at the end of this year i do what can we expect from the tour so i'm going on tour end of october to the start of december and going all across the uk um and then also all across europe Amazing. Um, so yeah, cool. it's the biggest tour I've ever done. 23 cities. Wow. And um, yeah, there's going to be lots of singing, lots of dancing. Great. Um, there's going to be a section of the show where everyone has to take off all their clothes and that we have like a big uh, baby oil dispenser <laughs> from from the ceiling. And it's, it's called uh, uh, Liquid Love. So essentially everyone get smothered in baby oil and has to then lay on the floor and then just kind of just I don't know gradually- if you're be- I actually genuinely don't know if you're being serious or not you have to do something different these days or else people aren't this is a lie no, no 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 just hear, hear me out right everyone is then super close to each other um but just kind of like <laughs> slides across each other throughout the room and it's not it's not a sexual thing it's not a sexual thing at all okay it's more like just the sensations of like ah oh, I can feel connected in this room and the whole time like dance with you drifting into the real is playing throughout and it's just that song on repeat for like two hours and everyone has to close their eyes and if you open your eyes <laughs> you're having well, me no, 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 you're wait. having me if on. you open your eyes you get taken out of the, of the concert in exactly you can't and you can't i'm put a your very gullible person no, no, no. zach i can't deal with this no that is that's what the tour is going to be i'm a hundred percent coming to this yeah are you down to come as well? Is everyone coming? You're coming? Yeah, I don't know. The, the whole crew are dying in the corner here. Um, is there going to be any table tennis? There's, no, I mean, yes, there is. There is. That's the other thing I failed to mention. <laughs> There's going to be table tennis balls <laughs> in the middle of, of all Whilst of this. Whilst I'm slathered and baby slathered sliding baby all over the place. I've got yeah. balls everywhere. Yeah, and then at, right? in the corner of all the rooms, there's going to be a few people with table tennis bats just spanking people <laughs> if they get too close to the edge. Wow, this is yeah. going to be the tour of the year. It's going to be amazing. Oh my yeah. God, I am so excited. Yeah. Zachable.com for tickets. <laughs> Z-A-K-A-B-E-L.com. Just get your baby oil ready. <laughs> Can I bring my own oil? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 so you're no. supplying everything. Because we're sponsored by Johnson & Johnson um, for, for this tour. They've, they've given us loads of money. Oh, wow. And that's why it has to be. That's really exciting. Yeah. So is it, when, when people get their tickets, they're going to have like a little special, like, I guess, some information on, you know, you're going to be getting all your clothes off. No. Okay. They just, no. okay. It's better. So they hear it here first. We've done our market research <laughs> and the results seem to be better if they don't know. I think it's so gonna, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
okay. Um, I'm excited. I'm sure everyone else is. Yeah. Um, when you are on tour, when you are performing, I always love to ask musicians this. What's on your rider? <laughs> uh, um, what's on my rider? Coconut water. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Refreshing. Um, yeah. Love that. Um, what else is on my rider? Lots of fruit and veg. Um, I've read somewhere that kiwi has more vitamin C it than does. tangerines and oranges. It does. And when you're touring a lot and, you know, there's loads of adrenaline, you want to have your mm-hmm. you know, vitamin C. So I was, what about any drinks? You can have a little something just to kind of toast to the evening. I, I don't drink uh, when I'm touring. Oh, good um, for you. So it's not for me. Sometimes the band want beers. So if they want beers, okay. we'll just put that on the rider. Um, we used to have whiskey for the tour manager because he loved whiskey. <laughs> he just needed, needed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially dealing with us yeah. and all the baby oil. It's a lot, yeah, to, it's a, it's a lot, lot going on. To, to handle. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Hummus and carrots and stuff. Nice. That's pretty good, yeah. Okay. So super healthy. Yeah. Your head's in the game. You know, yeah. you've got a lot of sort of sliding around to do each night. There's yeah. a lot going on. Lots going on. Okay. Yeah. And I always find this one fascinating because I've, read about a lot of performers in terms of like how they adjust their eating schedule when they are on tour or they're performing somewhere in terms of you know do you eat a certain amount of hours before you go on stage yes are you adjusting what you're eating according to the nights that you are on like how do you sort of navigate that um i always try to finish eating at least like an hour before i'm supposed to go on just because Otherwise, you might be in a bit of a food coma. Mm. And I've, I've had that. And it's it's so rubbish because mm. you want to give energy yeah. and you're still kind of like digesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I tried. Try and to what would you hour. normally eat before you go on? Um, and uh, anything. anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just need energy. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Nice. When you are out and about and you've got your days off and you're going to love this question. Um, where are some of your favorite places to eat out? Seeing as you don't really cook. So um, where, is he, where are you eating out every day? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Club Mexicana. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It's kind of like vegan Mexican yeah, food. It's really nice. And yeah. So whenever I'm in Central, I'll, I'll try and go there. Um, where else do I really like? Tombo. What's that? So it's a Japanese restaurant in South Kensington. Okay. And... It feels super like authentic, which I cannot be trusted on because I've never been to Japan. Um, but it feels authentic. It's what um, you would imagine. It's what you'd imagine. Okay. A Japanese restaurant in Japan. Cool. Would be. Nice. Um, I'll check that they have out. amazing like matcha oh. and loads of like matcha desserts and some really good vegan options there. But not it's not a vegan restaurant, mm. so you can go there if you're not vegan as yeah. well. Yeah. What three items are always in your fridge? Athletic greens. Um, that's it. No, I'm not <laughs> accepting that. <laughs> um, bananas. Okay. But it's a lie because I have them out. They're not in my fridge. <laughs> um, and eat maybe easy peeler tangerines. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to dinner at yours. <laughs> We're going out I, I for I know, I know, I know. It's high. You're doing a delivery. You're yeah, ordering yeah, something yeah, in. I knew it. In. I knew it. Okay. I always end my conversations with some very quick what, fire questions. To an end? I know, but I we can continue. Okay, what else do you want to talk about? No, to be honest, that's it. We can do that's... a therapy session okay, if you want. No. All right, cool. Okay. What, you want a therapy session? Or? Yeah, all right. Okay. 
So I'd like to talk about how I've been feeling lately. How have you been feeling? What's Great. been going on? Great. Good, thanks. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a little tired yeah, today, yeah. but okay. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Cool. I'm just very happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm, gonna I'm glad move... we got out that oh, way. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do the quick fire. Right. These are quick fire. Yeah. I find that my guests do like to talk a lot on these answers, and I've realized I've got to be a bit stricter about it. Fine. Okay. So, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten? Uh, durian. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, stanky. Yeah. Where did you eat that? It was a an Asian supermarket okay. place uh, in Collindale. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, they had a specific durian stand outside, which is quite did. smart. Yeah. Outside. Uh, and of different, you know, varying hard hardness. Okay. So blue was soft durian, oh, yellow wow. was a bit harder, red was like the really hard stuff. And so we always went for blue. And what do you think of it? Yeah, it's good. I haven't had it in a, in a while. Yeah. Um, I've tried Dorian ice cream, which is okay. sold at an Asian ice cream parlor in Soho. For anyone that doesn't know what Dorian is, it's, um, it's a fruit that yep. is in, found in Southeast Asia or around about. Um, and the smell is what it's most famous for, which is essentially yeah. the smell of like methane gas, i.e. a fart. Yeah. <laughs> which for some people they're into might be their thing yeah each to their own no judgment at this table nope okay what has been your most memorable meal when i first went vegan i met this guy called i know it's supposed to be a quick fire thing that's okay um i met this guy called brett cobley um who went by epi vegan at the time and uh he'd he's like a vegan food chef slash influencer guy and he put out to his followers who should i interview and they all said zach abel and so he messaged me and said, hey, can I cook you some food? And I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, and I was like, where do you live? He's like, Birmingham. So I'm like, all right, should I come to Birmingham then? He's like, yeah, all right. So I got on a train to Birmingham and he cooked me dinner in his house. Mm. And um, it was this mushroom tagliatelle, um, but it was like vegan and it had this soya, uh, soy cream thing yeah. in it. And um, it was amazing. I'd literally only just went vegan, like, and I wasn't sure, you know, if things could still be tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they really were. Oh, wow. It was, um, yeah, it was amazing. Super, there was tarragon in it. Oh, nice. You know. Very nice. Yeah. It's funny because I, I do think, I know now I'm not getting away from the, the quick fire thing, but I do think that it's different now, but when veganism became a, a lot more fashionable and a mm. lot more people were, were doing it for various reasons, I think the worry was, you know, can things taste delicious mm. and tasty and, they and really you can. know, they really can. Yeah. Um, you just got to be, I think you just got to be a bit more creative yeah. about kind of, you know, what you're doing and, and what you're putting into the dish. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. The most important question of the day. Yeah. My favorite snack of all time is a packet of pickled onion Munster Munch. Cool. What is your favorite flavor of crisps and why? Oh, you know what it is? It's those... Um vegetable ones from Tyrols, Tyrols. Okay. So the beetroot, sweet potato yep. things, that one. So you're not going to know this, but I have a slight um, love-hate relationship. Uh, I just don't like the crisps of, t I don't like Tyrols crisps. Okay. The vegetable why? ones, why? I just find them quite an offensive crisp. In what, as in like... I just think they're quite offensive. I think they're too crunchy. I think the flavors aren't great. Mm. And I think they're priced way too high for what they are. Um, 
I'm just not a fan. Fair enough. Some people can't handle <laughs> you see, the See, I'm really serious. No, no, very some... serious about these. Yeah, crisps. no, I, I believe you. I believe you. I'm re- to be honest. I'm 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 really sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> what would have been worse is if you brought up prawn cocktail flavor. That, that was going to be the old. Te- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I did like that at school though. No, skips. Yes, skips were a vibe. but not a prawn cocktail like crisp. Not and allowed. Walkers. Absolutely not. Have you ever had a prawn cocktail? Yeah. I've never had a prawn cocktail. Well, I've only ever well, had the, well the flavor of the crisps isn't the taste of a prawn cocktail. Ah. That's the whole point. That's my argument, is that ah. it's not actually a prawn cocktail what flavored ta- crisp. What does it taste like? What is The, the co- actual prawn cocktail. Yeah. It just tastes a prawn. Well, it's prawns, but it's the sauce. What's the sauce? Which is kind of like a, um, I think you make it with ketchup, bit of mayonnaise, maybe a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. Um, and it's called a, a Mary Rose sauce. Right. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Is that the one with fish in it? Is that, is that what you put in a Bloody Mary? Yes. All right. That makes no sense to me. Imagine <laughs> drinking fish. I actually quite like it. That's so bizarre to me. I love Worcestershire sauce. Drinking fish. <laughs> like, I, I Said get it. to the vegan no, at no, the no. table. I get, I get if you're having like oysters and there's the bit of the yeah. salty yeah, like lemony Tabasco drink, drink well. yeah. after you've eaten. Like, I get that. Yeah. But a drink like... Tomato juice, which I love, by the way. Me too. And then just a bit of fish. Yes. It, have you ever have you ever had champagne? And yeah. then imagine you're drinking champagne, and someone's like, "Oh, man, you forgot the fish with it." <laughs> not even not even the food fish. Okay, do I want, promise you. Do you want just blended? It just liquid it elevates fish? it. It's the umami taste that it gives. It's because it's. I think nah. it's a bit of anchovy. Anchovy have huge Grim. flavor. Grim. Delicious. I, I'm I'm down for it to be consumed as a food. Okay. Like anchovy. I feel like this needs to go to the board of, I don't know, directors of, of fish sauce. I mean, yeah, okay, here we go. Fish sauce in Asian food. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's, dero- that's a yeah, fish that's a, sauce. That's a food, not a drink. No, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, I still love it. I'm down for liquid components to be added to yeah, food. Yeah, no. That's, that's pretty much the, the basis of, of all sauces in food. It, but just, in a drink. You know, add it, add it to any sauce, and I promise you, like add it to like a tomato sauce for your pasta. Delicious. I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. For food, it, it's it's cool. Yeah, but but no, not for a, a drink. Mary is basically a fo- a, a meal. Oh, it's like a soup. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a gas. Okay, okay. One sec. So I'm not letting you get past <laughs> this. Is there any other I drink? See, I see where you were going when you were fighting for years with your friend who was. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna ba- battle me. I to just the want end of you to be like, you're right. No. Can you can you imagine any other drink that you'd put fish in? Um, okay, but the, when you're saying fish, this it's is a, like... It's a yes or no. No, Can you wait. imagine any other drink? Boisson, right? <laughs> All right. Mr. But, French. <laughs> nonce. <laughs> Listen here, nonce. Can you imagine any other drink that you'd put fish in? Just name one. I'm trying to think if there's a way to put a bit of like oyster sauce, oyster, the the juice from an oyster into like a dirty martini because Mm. I have had um, dirty martinis with like pickle juice. No, I have. I have had a dirty martini with oyster juice because I went to a shucking course once and it was the... What course? (laughs) You did not mishear me. Um, Shucking? shucking, What shucking? Shucking is when you open an oyster. Ah. That's called shucking. 
also, sorry, not trying to change the subject, but did yeah. you know that uh, this is what I've heard? Yeah. So I don't know if it's like actually the truth. Apparently oysters are considered vegan. So this is a Because they don't have a nervous, subject. A nervous so system. I actually eat oysters. Okay. And I eat all mollusks because they don't have any central nervous system. Okay. So that's muscles, so, clap, so muscles, clams. So depending on what vegan you speak to, some people would say I'm vegan. Yeah. Some people say I'm not vegan. Okay. For me, it's about not causing any harm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I'm then you have cause... confirmed what, what I thought, which so is you're, oysters. In my opinion, yeah. you're right. But then there's there may be someone who knows more about it than I do who'd be like, no, you're dead wrong. Well, we'll find out because I'm sure there'll be someone on social media who's going to have something to say. We will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there always is. Um, we never got to the bottom of this. So we, yeah. will, we will let everyone know at a later date yeah. if I agree with you about yeah. the fish in a drink. But cool. right now, we're going to have to... Agree to disagree on that one. I understand. You know, it's just the way of life, I'm afraid. Um, This is the most unquickfire set of questions I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Um, Next question. What food sums up happiness for you? Watermelon. (sighs) Yes. Because you have it when it's sunny. Mm. And summer, for me, is a smile. I agree. I love that. Oh, I do love a good watermelon. Okay, final question. Live to eat or eat to live? I'm a live to eat. No, eat to live guy. Eat to live. Okay. Yeah. Is that because you're a little bit more health conscious at the moment or do you think you've always been like that? I've always been health conscious because from the age of 12, I was doing sport. So mm. I was always trying to like be healthy. Um, yeah. But I also love... I'm a, I am also a foodie, so yeah. I'm both. Okay. So I take it you, back. You, you, can, you can do both, that's allowed. Thank you. Zach, thank you for coming on. I like me. that you've challenged me on a few things. Not yeah. many guests do that. <laughs> I don't know if perhaps they're scared of me or they just don't feel like that's where th- their position is right now, but right. I will come back to you on the, the fish in drinks mm-hmm. situation. That's a conversation to be continued. Best of luck with the tour. Thank Best you. of luck with all the music that's coming out this year. Zach Abel. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and check out the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel. Until next time. Bye.